0: Welcome in, college hockey fans in the desert southwest. It's uh, mid-January right now, January 15th, as we come at you. Scott Strandy live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York.
1: January 15th, Uh, wow.
0: January 15th, we are creeping up on soon-to-be-another national tournament. And let's just jump in right off the get-go, Paul Hornstein. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing wonderful.
1: I know Um, you've got a lot of... Uh, oars in the oh. water and you need a <laughs> the, do you need a nice cloning device or maybe oh, a man or, uh, man! Oh, between, man, oh uh, man! everything happening in Vegas and everything happening in Minnesota and everything going on at uh, Oceanside ah. between three or four different teams and uh, yeah. let's
0: not forget the Arizona Coyotes I was planning on going out to that last night but uh, dealing with this walking pneumonia stuff I was just beat last night when I came home and I thought, I can't get out there. I just can't do it. So I watched it on TV. Another impressive win for the Coyotes. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about NCAA hockey in the desert Southwest. Let's jump right in with uh, College okay. Hockey Southwest Weekly and the, uh, the little recap. I know both of us were sitting on the edge of our chairs uh, or maybe edges of our cliffs a little worried about ASU hockey last weekend. Number 14 now. It was number 15 or 16 uh, as right. they went into the weekend against number 56, Brown, at Brown. I-, I joked with the players. I joked with Coach Powers today. I said, was it Tempe East, really? Because it was in the mid-60s in January and probably. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And, and uh, you're faithful. The alums showed up again in big numbers and, and I guess overtook the, uh, the Brown Arena. It was, uh, it was quite a sight.
1: The, well, uh, listen, that happened last year at Princeton. Yep. yep. Um, it's happened uh, in a couple of different arenas. Um, when ASU comes to play here on the East Coast, the Northeast, um, and, you know, it hasn't happened uh, at some of the bigger arenas, like the BUs or or some of the, the, the bigger places that they'll play. But uh, in some of these smaller Northeast arenas, you know, if ASU gets 250 to 300 people uh, in a building, uh, you know that that's going to be a big chunk. That's a that that's going to create a lot of noise. And um, one of my favorite moments of last year was um, Coach walking off the ice uh, after they won the game in overtime at Princeton, and he basically was pointing to the you know <laughs> my fellow alums in the stands and. And acknowledging them with the pumped fist. And um, that was one of the, 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 the favorite moments from last season. I mean, that besides the obvious, the wins and and all of the other things. So um, it's, it's not the first time that he's acknowledged the crowds that uh, they pull in when they come up to the Northeast. Um, and uh, it won't be the last, I don't think. Um, yep. Let's uh, hope they come up some more. I think they will. I think there'll be a regional. We
0: don't know for sure where that's going to be if they get into the tournament, but um, okay. You never know. You, you never don't. know. We'll we'll we'll, wait. we'll wait on that because I can see that expression for those of you listening there. The expression is probably visible in your ears as well, uh,
1: but but r- nonetheless,
0: r- r- here's where we're at. Okay? Uh, listen,
1: I know the first bracketology came out today, but you do? Yes, I do.
0: Okay. I do.
1: What did that say? What did that say?
0: Yeah.
1: I uh, had, uh, you know, based on the current pair-wise, uh, another trip to Allentown is the four seed this time, uh, meaning you'd play, I think, either Minnesota State or Penn State or something to that effect. I didn't study it because yeah. it's just way too early. Yeah. It's way it is. too early. Uh, a
0: couple of things that, that grabbed me this weekend, Paul, you and I have both been talking about leadership, and I thought some leadership stepped up. Uh, it may not have been the, the leadership with the C so much as, but, you know, Brinson Passionate got it started and he was out there. But, you know, one of the leaders that they've been missing, and I was happy as a lark to see him on the ice today is Dom Garcia. He looked really good. He was going through drills. Coaches pretty optimistic that they're going to have him back for this weekend against RIT. But Johnny Walker, I thought, I don't know if he said anything vocally, but he said something with a stick. And Coach acknowledged today on the uh, five-minute powers play as well that, that Johnny had probably his best weekend of the season this week. And he, he said, we just were not going to lose that hockey game on Sunday. Even though we were down uh, 3 nothing. we just were determined that we were not going to lose it. And Johnny was the big catalyst, I thought, uh, to, to bring
1: him back. Well, first of all, uh, the two goals that he scored – All right. If if you if you got a chance to see the game on Sunday, um, he scored the one on kind of the semi breakaway, and um, and and that was a a tremendous goal scorers shot. Uh, And then he had the little uh, delayed fake shot from the high slot, and he. And he hmm. whipped it past the goalie, and that was that was a great. And you look at that; that's a shot where you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, you know that was that was. <laughs> there one of was a those lot of woes shots. being said with there that was, one. There was a lot that. That's one of those whoa shots where you're like, "Oh my lord, where did that come from?" So um, they were big. Um, you know, it definitely seemed like at least going into this weekend, he was struggling a little bit, and you could kind of see a little bit of the frustration. Uh, on the ice, uh, the the previous couple of weeks, because um, obviously he wants to win as much as anybody does, uh, but um, you know he came up big on Sunday when they really needed it. Uh, it's the second time in a couple of weeks that they uh, at least tied the game down three down three goals. Uh, right. So I mean, listen, did they play great in California against Harvard? Hmm. They had their moments, obviously, Um, but maybe the the game that they had the tie-in where they were down three goals late, you know, at some point in the game, I don't remember the exact point, but uh, said, hey, we've done this before. Let's go out and do it again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they definitely took over that game in the third period. We can talk about the first period and two-thirds if you want uh, in terms of what it looked like on the ice. Uh, at least from my perspective, but they took over the third period and the, fir- the last five or six minutes of the second period and were able to get that comeback. Um, you know, the the obvious argument you can make is you shouldn't be down 3 nothing to them in the first place, and I, right. and, I, and, and, I, and I don't think the coach would dispute that because ASU is definitely the better team, but um, –
0: well, let me tell you this. When we get to the five-minute Powers play, you're going to hear Coach Powers say that, that he didn't like any of their three goals, which is why he made the goaltender change to right. Max Project. Um, so, you know, and again, I, I'm going to go over three things that keep jumping at me over the last six weeks, right? Here's okay. what I think. As you know my feelings, I think the Saturday-Sunday thing has been a problem because I know it's the same for every team, but not every team did six straight weeks of Saturday-Sunday, right? So that's number right. one. Number two is uh, I don't think anybody gave ASU credit for how difficult the teams were that they faced the first five weeks of the six-week stretch. Those teams were not easy. We're talking Michigan Tech. We're talking Denver. No, no, we're talking,
1: no, 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 well, no, you know,
0: Listen. So, I mean, for them Listen. to come through that, let the coach let's, will tell you that, being okay. over 500, let yeah. me finish let me finish my All three right. points right. and All you right. can go back. Okay. So so that's point number two. And then I think point number three, and this is one that maybe is being overlooked by a lot of people this year, is that this is a different ASU team in the fact that they are coming into a lot of games as favorites. They're coming in with a target on their back because they made it to an NCAA tournament last year. Nobody overlooks them anymore. They they are a, a hunted animal, if you will. So for them to adjust and be able to figure out that we have to adjust our style of play now, we can't take shifts off, we have to close out games when we have the lead, or or we're going to get beat. And, uh, you know, they're getting everybody's best shot. is completely different than walking in and surprising somebody um, from the other end of it. So those are my three points. I think that's what we've been dealing with this year. And I think the corner may have turned with this uh this weekend at Brown. Fingers well, crossed.
1: Well we're gonna find out. Um the Saturday Sunday thing, I know you've been harping on that. I don't uh in as the, the you get into the discussion about that with the coach. So I'll leave that alone uh at least until after you know people hear from the coach. The 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 schedule in terms of the teams they're playing, uh ASU's only a few games over the five hundred mark. So the fact that they're at that point, uh, being 14th in the pairwise at this moment as we record this, that tells you right there that their schedule and at least how it works in terms of the pairwise um, and the wins that they do have uh, show the strength of the schedule. Okay, um, and as for turning the corner, uh, as for the, we're going to find out because. Uh, RIT is not going to come in here uh, and just be like, "Hey, we're on vacation." All right. Okay. And then they're going to Clarkson. If my memory of the schedule you're, is correct, yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. Okay.
1: And, and then they then have they come to come
0: back home again for Robert they, Morris.
1: For Robert Morris. So um,
0: then they go back out east again.
1: They come back <laughs> for uh, then they a come weird, back for Anchorage. The 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 <laughs> weird odd. Kind of the ECAC, so to speak, right. uh, schedule up there with uh, Ro- uh, Bentley and Holy Cross. Well, that's reversed. I think it's Holy Cross then Bentley. Um, so uh, that's part of the a big part of the reason, besides obviously the wins, why ASU at this point is 14th in the pairwise, uh, because of the teams they play uh, and the strength of schedule. And as uh, fans get reminded um, by uh, other shows uh, from the uh, major college hockey media. It's not just your opponents, but it's your opponent's opponents. So correct. Um, that feeds into the pairwise. So when you beat Den when you have a 1 and one series against Denver 40 seconds away from being 2 and zero. okay? Um That helps keep you afloat in the pairwise. And, you know, let's hope, because there's no more margin for errors, as we've discussed last week, um, that that holds out and ASU takes care of their business because um they are as good as most of the teams, if not all of the teams on their schedule. And one of the things we've kind of seen a little bit of, if not more, is it's almost as if ASU is also playing to the level of their competition. Yeah. Uh, Cuz yeah. they they haven't played as they have not played as well uh, since the Denver series as they've as they did then. Um you know they 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 well, pushed back against a- Harvard um but you know Brown coming in, yeah, ECAC team as the coach likes to say they like to play Uh, A heavy game, too, and that kind of goes against their style. But you still, uh, you know, if you watch those games, there's no question which team has more talent.
0: Right. And and that, uh, you know, I'll throw that back into the my three steps and maybe I should have added a fourth. But my three points of emphasis, if you will, is that that's where. Uh, you look at the parity also, which, which would be my fourth point. The parity in NCAA hockey is probably as good as it's ever been among the full 60 teams. You have to number them. That's how the pairwise works. Right. But but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like like coach will tell you, Brown was coming off of a, a, a nine-game losing streak, and they right. were they didn't want to lose, and they were at know. home, and they smelled blood. They tried to uh, put things away. So it, it's really hard. You know, you you look at it on paper and you say, okay, well, this should beat this. But they're so close that it really doesn't play out. But let's take a quick break. Let's bring Coach Powers in for the 5-Minute Powers play. Then you and I will have a chance to uh, revisit that, talk a little bit about RIT coming up, and we'll go from there. So we'll be right back with the 5-Minute Powers play and Coach Greg Powers. Well, welcome in college hockey fans in the desert southwest it's another five minute powers play I haven't had to coach for a couple of weeks here with everything going on but nice to have you after a road sweep and a great comeback so first of all let's talk about uh life at brown
2: you know what yeah, we'll take the sweep all day you know you they all count the same just like i told the guys after the game on on Sunday um, it wasn't how we, we would generally draw it up but uh, it was a good effort by our guys to come back down three on the road that's 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 hard to do against anybody
0: okay I said that and you said this as well that the, the last five weeks nobody realizes just how difficult that schedule was five weeks in a row before you got to Brown and we've talked about the parity in the uh, NCAA was it a bit of a relief or did you not really feel it getting to Brown
2: well, no, I mean, ECAC, you know, that's, a, that's the heaviest, hardest um, conference, in my opinion, in college hockey. I mean, they, they All those ECA teams just play heavy, and they're tough to play against. They're heavy on sticks. They fight through checks. They defend incredibly well. And that's the thing with Brown is, you know, they play a man-on-man down low, and, and, and we like to generate a lot of our offense from down low. So they were tough to play against and, and generate a lot of great A's against. And... Um, you know, they've lost a lot of one-goal games. They just lost an overtime game to BU right before we played them at BU. They're a good team. They just they just haven't figured out a way to, to win those close games. They've had a lot of one-goal losses. So it's a great road sweep. Any road sweep is good, but, but you go all the way out east against an ECAC team and you get a sweep, um, it's something I think we can build momentum off of.
0: Talk a little bit about your leadership that stepped up for you, obviously uh, in that third period. Brinson gets things started, and then uh, Johnny comes out and does Johnny things. And it, th- were there some guys that really took ownership of this weekend? I think so. I mean,
2: it, you know, we, uh, you know, we, 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 I think controlled the game pretty well on Saturday. It was just a good, clean road game, um, you know. And and then and then Friday we we or or Sunday we. We came out and, and, especially in the last five minutes of the first period, really controlled the play and, and, and thought we dominated and felt good about uh, what, you know the way we played. You know, outshot them, outchanced them in the first period. Going into the second period on the road with a clean sheet, um, and, and, and we blinked, and we were now three nothing. You know, and um, I don't like the goals that they scored. Um, At all and and so we made we made a switch and the guys responded around max he shut the door and we just had a belief on the bench literally I mean it was it was one at a time we we came back from three down against Harvard who's a really good team we knew we could do it and uh, and we just needed to pop one we had to go get that next goal and we knew if we did we we could climb back into it and um, and Brinson stepped up made a big play and um, you don't see many many two-on-ones led by two defensemen uh, but with those two, you will. Um, and, uh, and and then we went in the room, and there was just a more resolve in their eyes and in the message um, than at any point all year. We, 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 we just said, it's not an option. We're winning this game. Um, we're going to win this game. It's going to happen. Get it through your heads. It's time that we come from behind and win a game. Uh, today has to be the day. There's no other option. And and the guys responded, and um, Johnny, you know, stepped up and, and scored two Johnny goals. And he, he it was his best weekend of the year. He he was great in every zone. His habits were good. He kept it simple. He distributed the puck when he was supposed to. He got it in deep when he needed to. Um, we had individual, I had individual meetings with, with every player last week. And, and I think that really helped reset the guys, and a lot of guys played, played the right way this weekend.
0: A lot of people could say that that trip was uh, more like Tempe than Brown. The weather was beautiful for you guys. Your fan base showed up again, like they always do when you're out east. Uh, how big of an effect is that for you and the guys? It was.
2: It was. It's always great. I mean, we love going out east because of the New England chapter and the New York guys, and they're, they're such great, supportive people. And they're hockey people, so they're they're awesome. That was really good. And um our guys you know we we generally won every time we go out east we seem to have success and and i think they're a big part of it all right
0: you got max in the game turned things around he came up really big for him that third period made some huge saves yeah. but you've been telling max all season long that that your chance is coming you're gonna need you we're gonna need you at some point in time was this the first time that you thought we really need max
2: well i mean he got the start against harvard it didn't go his way um and I even told him after that game, we came back and tied that game. I said, just keep your head in it. Like, we're going to need you to step up, and, and it's going to mean something to this team and our season. Um, and, and he did. You know, he shut the door, and, and uh, the guys really rallied around him. He's been a great teammate to Evan and to the rest of the guys all year, waiting his kind of turn to, to show what he can do, and, and, and he stepped up huge for us.
0: i understand the flight was a long one coming back he kind of flew around some uh the weather and things to get back he gave the guys a day up yesterday today looked like it was a lot of fun tell me a little bit about the practice plan for today because the
2: guys were enthusiastic to say the least Solid. we we got to we got to keep them excited coming to the rink we got to keep them having fun most importantly we have to make sure that they, they stay in a competitive mindset and that's what today was about we split up the teams the canada latvia versus uh the u.s and the uh, Canadian Latvian team uh, clean swept them, so it was uh, it was it was fun. They worked hard. They had fun. Um, you know, at this point in the year, it's it's on them. You know, there's only so much you can do as a coach. If you have to overcoach your guys and over-prepare your guys for everything that we have at stake, um, we're in a position where we, we control our destiny. We're in a position where we, we 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 win games that we feel like we should win. We're gonna get back in. Um, and at this point in the year, it's on them. They've gotta go out and execute and, and be intense and, uh, and produce and, and we're gonna give them the resources and the environment to, to be successful and, and stay competitive and have fun and I think that if we can come to the rink with that mindset every day, um, we're gonna have a successful run here to end it. Okay, is coming to town this
0: weekend. You expect big and heavy out of RIT again, I'm guessing as well.
2: Yeah, they're just they play hard. They're they're really good. I mean, you know, this is this is um, it's a team that just split with UMass Lowell, who's a really good team. They've beaten Bowling Green. They played Ohio State tough, um, you know, and, and they're a great Atlantic team. You know, so uh, we went in there and swept them last year. I'm sure they haven't forgotten that. They're going to give us their very best, just like everybody does now. Um, and we're going to have to be at our at our top to 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 get a win on Friday. And it's nice to get back into a Friday Saturday um uh <laughs> it set up you know it was a crazy weird saturday sunday stretch that was out of our control um, but we got through it um you know above 500 and uh and now we we uh we're on a two-game winning streak and we got to keep it going
0: all right i want to wrap it up on two things first of all it was nice to see justin robbins playing dj today but i bet you'd rather see him on the ice sooner rather than later and then the injury front Dom garcia was out albeit in a blue jersey but tell us a little bit about those uh, two if you can justin's getting he's
2: getting back you know he's, he's starting to be able to conditioning skate you know the infection worry about infection into his finger is uh is is now gone and he's going to get full control of his, of his of his motor function back he's going through his, his rehab physical therapy very likely going to have to medical red shirt i don't think he'll be cleared uh, by the end of this year we'll see but uh, Dom we're hoping we're hoping we'll be back in the lineup on Friday he looked good today um, I know he's itching to get back in and, and we miss him we miss his energy we miss his shop locking we miss his, his presence in the room and on the bench um, he'll be a, a huge huge addition if, if he's back
0: all right and off the ice a, uh, a huge announcement I think yesterday because knowing the ACHA program and knowing your relationship with uh, with Mark Paris and Tell me a little bit about that uh, scholarship endowment that you guys announced yesterday. It was just something that, that
2: my wife and I wanted to do. You know, he was a good friend. I played with him here and um, loved the program and, and helped us get to where we are today and uh, just passed away suddenly, you know, a little over a year ago um, and uh, in his sleep, sleep apnea. And um, he was just a, he was a presence locally with, with, with hockey and adult league and, Um, just a a true Sun Devil so um, he loved our program he loved his days here he he bled maroon and gold and we thought that starting an endowment in his name would be uh, a great legacy for him and something that he would be very proud of and and happy about and I know his family is excited about it so um, we're excited to to have started it
0: so the first recipient of that it's going to be a selective process isn't it I mean you have to be a special person to uh, to receive that
2: yeah, I mean, it's 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 all about you know the 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 person as a whole. You know, I mean, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's just going to go to a kid every year that that, that is is overly uh, prideful and 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 uh, uh, understands how how much of a privilege it is to put on this jersey every day, you know, because that's how Mark treated his days here and and how he looked at our program and how he felt as an alumni. So. Uh, I think all of our guys are, are, are definitely privileged and know they're privileged to put on the jersey, but it's it's gonna go to one that that, that really, in and out of every moment, understands that. All right, let's wrap it up by, uh,
0: you guys were the original P2, right? <laughs> Paris and Powers when the ACHA program came. When you mentioned Paris and Powers down south, they know what you guys did to turn around the program up here at, at ASU. and. That really means a lot to you, doesn't it? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, I mean, when we came in, you know, it was it was dominant. U of A was so <laughs> dominant. They were great. They... They had an unreal thing going on there, you know, with Leo Golombieski, who started that program. They sold out seven thousand people a game. Right. Um, you know, they, they would bring in Division One teams and beat them. Like they brought in Alaska Anchorage and beat them. They I mean, they were unbelievably good, so they dominated ASU for years. And when I came, it wasn't let's make nationals. It wasn't let's go Division One. It was let's just beat U of A one time. You know, and we beat them here at Oceanside. And, and I remember it was so cold after we beat them. The, the Gatorade froze in our Gatorade cooler and we dumped it on Gene Hammett and the block came and hit him on his head and he was split open and he didn't even care, he was so happy. But, um, and Paris was the guy that dumped the cooler on him. And, and so, um, and then after that it got rolling by our junior year, we, we had swept them. And then obviously when, when I was coaching in the ACHA, we completely owned them. They didn't have a chance against us. So, um, you know, we take a lot of pride in, in, in completely owning U of A. Um, that era and that group of guys and, and the guys that I coached here, that's what we're most proud of. It's not the national championship. It's not the three straight final fours. It's not beating division one Penn State. It's literally owning U of A, like we owned them.
0: Coach, I thank you for your time as always. Uh, spoken like a pure Sun Devil, folks. Maroon and gold all the way down. Um, good luck this weekend against RIT, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks so much. And we're back. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein on a Long Island, New York, where it's a balmy 65 again today,
1: I'm told. Uh, was it? I, don't know if it? I don't know if it was quite that hot. <laughs> Uh, um, listen, I li, uh, listen. I didn't need the sweatshirt if that, if that matters. But you can't go by me because no, my thermostat, no, we can't. No, because my thermostat <laughs> is always a lot warmer than everybody else's. So, um, okay. Well, anyway, you
0: got a chance to listen to Coach Powers. Let's get your overview on it in a second. But let me throw out a little housekeeping. As far as injuries go, we did see Dom Garcia on the ice today for practice, the first time he's been on the ice that I know of. Um, at least visible for us. He was wearing the blue non-contact, but he was maneuvering. I watched him come out. He was the first skater on the ice today for practice and was doing a bunch of maneuvers and seemed to be not favoring his lower right. body at all. So that's a good thing. I think Dom's a big leader. I think we need him back. And before you jump in, which would I know you want to jump in on, uh, Justin Robbins was back. Coach said he's past the point now of any possible infections in the that's finger. Good. So uh, he is now getting very, very close to coming back and start uh, doing some work on the ice. And he's, I think he's actually skating now or soon to be cleared for skating. So good news for Justin. Um, good and bad news for him. It sounds very much like he's going to be a medical redshirt. I don't see yeah. any reason why by the time he comes back now, you would want to take away his year of eligibility if you can give him an extra one. So. Right. Um, there's a good chance that he's going to be a medical redshirt, but that is not finalized as we speak, so we'll leave it at that.
1: Well, listen, when you deal with Take the NCAA, away, when you deal with the NCAA, you never have any idea how they're going to react. I mean, the kid That's played. A fact. The kid played a half a game and and got hurt in a weird freak accident. Um, yeah. If they if there's any humanity there, they give him the extra year back, and and, and we go from there um dom was kind of a big topic of conversation over the weekend during the games especially when people were getting frustrated um uh, um, you know you you deal with all kinds of social media they got to bench this guy and bench that guy and and i'm like wait a second who let's just for (laughs) argument's sake say i am the coach what am i going to do i don't have anybody to put to bench somebody for
0: yeah, well, if I was if I was a, uh, I was a uh, GM,
1: I'd try to trade for somebody for
0: you, Paul. But can't we can't do that, do that kind of in the NCAA. NCAA. No, I mean,
1: <laughs> uh, the, the one and I don't know what his health status is. Or Jax Murray is 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 doesn't you know has not uh, resurfaced, um, and we know that you know they were missing Dom, and that pretty much goes to their depth at this point after everything that happened earlier in the season and you know the guys are saying well then what would you do what would you do i go if i was the coach and i'm not sa- and i don't have the inside information obviously that the coaches do uh i i am I- not gonna lie I-, I-, I would mix up the lines a little bit um to 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 see if they can get uh away from some of the flat starts that they've had uh and that's just me because uh, you know that's what happens when you're sitting there like well what would you do i mean personally and i don't know if this is possible because i don't you know in the old days guys played center guys played left wing guys played right wing sure they, they don't they don't really do that anymore they're forwards now okay they're <laughs> forwards now like me if if and 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 it came and it came up to me uh, uh i would line them up this way i would You know, you can Google old Boston Bruins uh, rosters and lines, and uh, I would put Johnny Walker back with Nierum and Sanchez to kind of get that uh, old-time Hodge, Cashman, (laughs) and Esposito thing going. Um, Johnny's not quite as big as Phil Esposito was in his playing days, but he is that kind of guy in front of the net, and you'd have those other two guys – Uh, crashing the corners and feeding in the puck. Um, I would put uh, PJ, Morocco, Jordan Sandu, and Dom Garcia together as a line and kind of try to recreate that tone setting thing that they had going last year with the two seniors. Um, Once again, these are just my ideas. This is not me saying what the coach should do. This is just my reaction to people asking me questions. Um, I would put keep uh, Lemieux and Kumontzies together with Phil Bunces and then have uh, Gruber, Bush, and Steen Paschnick as that fourth line. Um, But that's just me, just because I want to try and mix up the chemistry a little bit and see if we can avoid some of these things. Uh, There was a time in, I think it was the late 70s, when Billy Martin was managing the Yankees and he pulled the lineup out of a hat. Yeah. (laughs) The Yankees were slumping. (laughs) I I don't think you want to go that far with this. Um, and maybe mix up the deep pairs a little bit. I know that uh, Brinson Pashnik, and Josh Maniscalco have been playing together since day one, but um, maybe just mix it up a little bit to give teams a different look and make them approach the team a little bit differently. Uh, put uh, Brinson with Jacob Wilson and and pair up, uh, you know, uh, Jacob Semek and Josh Maniscalco, give teams a different look. Uh, even if you don't do it permanently, uh, you know, put uh, Jack Judson and, and, and maybe play Connor Stewart a little bit and earned some playing time um, as he jumps back and forth or, you know, just kind of mix things up a little bit, give teams a little bit of a different look. Um, okay.
0: So we, we've heard your thought. Now let me tell you what Coach has done. And you probably, if you heard close enough on our uh, five-minute powers play, he, um, he has done a couple of things. He said, which I thought was interesting, he said last week he met with each individual player one-on-one. Right. I thought that was a huge step. Um, number two is he sat Phil Bunces uh, a, a night. He sat uh, Demetrius Kumenzis a night. We were there. Yeah, he's, to done, that. Yeah, he's
1: done that. Uh, he's
0: mixed up Demetrius. He's moved him as an extra forward. He's brought him on different line combinations. So uh, I think he's trying to do what you're saying, but he's
1: he he's yeah, doing it in a bit of a different fashion. I think but, mine is much more radical. I admit that. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: so I think there has you know, and, and you know, first thing he told me today was I said, "So how was the weekend at Brown before we were on camera?" And he goes, "He says, you know, anytime we sweep, I'll take it."
3: And no, no said,
1: absolutely. No, no, and, this is this and was. And he
0: looked at me. He looked at me right in the eye, and he said, "Scott, these are kids." And he said, sometimes they get frustrating. And, and he said, but uh, all in all, he said, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. <laughs> he said, <clears throat> he told me again that they control their own destiny.
1: Absolutely. He truly he's believes control- that they,
0: they can control everything about getting into the tournament or not getting into the tournament. He's emphasized that over and, ag- over and again to the team as a whole. And he's emphasized it to the individual players now one-on-one about how important each of their roles is. And nothing, I don't think, was as important as what he's been telling Max Kozick
1: all year long. Yeah, and when and, and, you hear, oh, go ahead. And and and, and I don't quite, listen. I, I I'm just being a little bit more radical. I, I don't imagine I, that. I know that's crazy. I know. And of course, <laughs> I don't really know anything about dealing with kids. It's not like I do it. Every yeah. day. <laughs> um they're a little younger, but you know, um, you know. So these are just. You know, this is what happens when I pay way too much attention to my Twitter feed, and <laughs> and people are like, "What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? What you fire social everybody? Media. Fire the players. Fire the coaches. Fire this guy. Get get this guy out of here, dude." Dude, so calm down. so is this it's a good time? Year, It's only year number four of the program. <laughs> calm social down. media,
0: social media, Paul. Is this is a good time to say that we're now on TikTok
1: i don't even know what that is uh, I, I, I mean i know uh, i know now yeah. because you, you said it you told me a couple of days ago but honestly when you told me the other day i'm like what yeah what is t- uh, what what i have no got,
0: idea gotta stay up with the kids paul you gotta stay up with the oh kids. no
1: i don't i try not to talk uh, to them during the week why am i gonna uh, talk to them on a the weekend okay so here
0: we go so uh our Pittsburgh profile this week, Max Project. I had a nice visit with Max. Uh, you get a chance to hear that. I know you haven't heard it yet. Um, we could have gone on for half an hour, but I, I finally shut it down after about fifteen minutes because um, we talk everything from growing up in Andover and being a close friend of Joey DeCord since they were just little, still Oop. very close. Oop. He said, "Yeah, yeah." He wears thirty-five. He said he still gets no, messages from Joey. And he oh. said, that, "Oh, I know. That's the guy that had his first professional shutout a couple of weeks a week that'd ago. That'd be the guy." Yeah. He said, "Joey is still uh, in his year, all on a regular basis, asking him what's going on with Sun Devil hockey." He said, "I know he's not here anymore, but but he's here because he cares definitely about this program and what they're doing." So I, I think it's going to be an enjoyable listen. Uh, in a, just a minute or two here, we'll jump in with Max. Uh, I also want to throw out to Max that how difficult his college, and we talked about this, how difficult his college career has been because he went to BU, his hometown school. He right. wanted to uh, to play. He got behind a, a really hot goaltender there uh, after graduation. I asked him, I said, how did you ever come to, to ASU? Because I wanted to hear it out of his voice. Right. And, and, and he said, Joey had a lot to do with it. Joey opened the door for him, and, and he said, And this is really a credit to Coach Powers, and you'll hear this in the interview, is that he said that the number one reason was Coach Powers and his honesty, the way he runs the program. He said he is so honest with us. And he said sometimes he tells you stuff you maybe don't want to hear, but when you know it's truthful and you know it's coming from his heart, he's so easy to play for. And he said that's his number one thing right now is he said it's not about Max Project, it's about ASU hockey and winning. So I followed that question up, and you'll hear this one, too, as I said, okay, so you've played for BU. You're part of a, a national tournament team. Uh, is this team good enough to not only go to another national tournament but compete? And he said, without hesitation, 100%. He said, our room is ready, our room is talented, and, and we can definitely do. We can go as far
1: as we want to go. We're going to find out over the next six weeks. All right, let's take another quick
0: break. Let's bring in Max Project. Let's uh, have him uh, talk to us on the uh, Pitchfork profile, and then you and I will come back and wrap things up and prepare ourselves for a, another uh, matchup with uh, a big bruising team and RIT, a team that ASU swept last year out there, and Coach reminded us that they probably have not forgotten about that.
1: No, they we'll probably right. haven't.
0: We'll be right back with Max Project. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest, Sun Devil fans. It's another Pitchfork profile. You can probably tell my next guest just came off the ice, man. Max Project is with me, and Max, first of all, welcome in.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Big weekend,
0: right? Big weekend. Yeah. You got to go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you got a chance to play, and you got yep. a chance to be a difference maker. You have a really tough role when you're the backup goaltender but let's start with that tell me how difficult that role is and it's something you've done for a long time
3: yeah (laughs) it's not
0: not due to to your skill level it's due to your competition right i mean you just you you run into some really hot guys with you
3: yeah i mean that's kind of been the the thing in college of uh you know i've been lucky you know to play with a lot of really good players and i've had a lot of really good goalie partners and um you know that's kind of just how it shook out in the beginning of the year. Uh, Evan just kind of went off and had a really good start, um, and I sort of had to wait, you know, wait for my opportunity, which was which was tough. But at the same time, it's you know, I did, that's why I, I signed up for a battle. I didn't there was nothing was guaranteed when I came here, so I knew that there was a risk that that would happen. And also, um, you know, I really like the team here. You know, what I mean, as disappointed as I was, maybe to not be playing as much as I would like. Um, you know I'm still happy to support the guys because I really like the team I like the coaches and I like what everyone's trying to do here Um, so you know it's not really about me or how much I've played or whatever it's not it's just about how the team's doing and we just want to win like no matter what like that's that's all that matters like you know sure I'm I'm happy I got to contribute a little this weekend but also like I'm more happy that we just won you know that's all we really it's yeah, I've been doing this for a while, it's my fifth year, right, I've seen it all and like, I don't know, I feel like at the end of the day, sure I want to play and I want to be the starter and, you know, I want to contribute but what I want more so is to have good relationships when I'm done playing and I feel like that's something I'm really doing a great job accomplishing here and I think, you know, even when there's times if I haven't played as much as I would like, you know, I'm not really upset about it because, i'm happy with the people that i'm with you know and also that choice isn't mine to make you know coach coach powers has been great to me i'm lucky to even be here you know um i didn't play much at bu and i was lucky to get a spot here right and so you know whenever he needs me i'm ready and i think i'm just trying to i'm the player and he's the coach you know i don't really have any say in that if he tells me to go i go if not i support the guys and just try to be a good teammate you know
0: all right let's talk a little bit about andover massachusetts how much did you know of joey de before yeah. you came here did he have any effect on you wanting to become a sun devil
3: yeah so me and joey are, are really close friends from back home we like train together so his dad runs a goalie school in north andover mass called stop Goal goaltending right so joey and i pretty much just grew up training together and skating together and every summer me and him have just skated together for ever since i can remember and now we're really close friends um so obviously you know that uh, that had a hand in me getting a spot here because he put in a good word for me you know um and also uh it was just like a good fit you know they kind of i'm i'm I play sort of similar to joey we've been trained in the same goalie curriculum our whole lives and um you know it was just a good fit joey gave me gave the coaches you know a good recommendation on me and and joey gave the program a great you know a great rec for me and and uh, it was an easy choice you know i mean especially joey loved it here i know joey misses (laughs) it joey's doing great right now but i know he misses it because i know every time anything (laughs) happens He's like, oh, like, what's going on? How's this? How's that? And like, it, that's awesome because he loved it here, and I'm I'm happy and very grateful to be here, and I'm grateful that you know Joey had a hand in that, and I'm just Joey's a good friend, I'm happy to have him. All right, let's talk
0: Sun Devil hockey. I mean, wh- when you were talking about coming down here as a grad transfer, yeah, you, you and Coach Powers met obviously, and, and, and you knew there were no op- no guarantees, yeah, but all of a sudden you're going to China, mm-hmm. and you know, unfortunately.
3: Evan doesn't get to make the trip, and you're thrown into the fire. How did that feel for you? I mean, I think we were all kind of surprised (laughs) when that happened to Evan. I wasn't happy because I knew he really wanted to go on the trip, and I had met Evan and known him for a little bit, and I knew he was a great kid. And regardless of the hockey piece, that was going to be a big team part of our year, and so I knew he was disappointed. And, you know, I I certainly felt for him. I'm sure he was concerned about, you know, you know Justin Robbins and I getting play and him not early on, but you know I mean the China trip personally for me was great because one I got to know the guys and it was like hey you're in a foreign country with everyone here you go figure it out you know <laughs> and uh, and two I got to play and get comfortable and kind of you know sh- try to show everyone what I'm capable of you know when when I when I play well and so it was kind of nice for me to get to. To just kind of do my thing over there and, mm-hmm. and i felt like the trip went really well um i had a lot of fun i know the whole team had a lot of fun the team played great you know we won the tournament and um it was good i mean i think the preseason for me went about as well as i could have asked personally and i'm happy that the team had a lot of success in china too because i think it's just a way better trip when the hockey <laughs> went well you know i think if we had a couple <laughs> bad games i don't know how. You know, he might have been doing sprints up the Great Wall or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you got that
0: out of the way. You've seen pretty much everything, like you said, from, from being at BU. Mm-hmm. When you look at your teammates right now, and, and everybody down here wants to know, was last year a fluke,
3: or is this team ready to be a national tournament team and a contender? No, I, this, this is a legit team. It's a different style of hockey. You know, we wear guys down, we're physical, um, but I think... The thing that really separates us is that we can play a couple different styles you know what I mean when we play teams that are heavier we have guys that can hit and put you know get pucks deep and play a hard game down low and then we also have some guys up front with good skill and speed so it's a good balance that kind of allows us to do a lot of different things and also the coaches are very diligent with their game plan you know what I mean there's always a good (laughs) You know a, a scouting sheet with everything about the other team all their other vitals and things that we should know the PK always knows what to do the PP is very well coached the goalies are well coached and then overall the thing that I think coach powers does a really good job of is you know it's it's his team yeah. you know like the assistant coaches do a great job and they do their roles but at the end of the day he calls the shots and I, I really like how everyone's working together you know what I mean like there's no I feel like the coaches are all on the same page and they all know what their roles are and i think that is crucial because you get on teams maybe where there's a coach that wants to do a little more than what the head coach wants and all that and i just i appreciate how from my perspective i feel like the coaches are on the same page and they all do a great job and i think that's what makes us successful too because we know what we need to do well and we know what the other team is going to try to do well to beat us when we play them
0: okay so Let's wrap things up by talking about this last trip. Everybody's joking because they're saying like you brought Tempe weather with yeah, you. You guys yeah. flew into Boston, drove down to Providence, and, yeah. and such. But is that really, really unusual? 65 degrees in
3: warm. January? Yeah, I mean that's you know that's kind of how you know the weather patterns are changing. There's going to be higher highs and lower lows. You know when it gets cold, it's going to be cold. And when it gets warm, warm it's going to be warm. So you know we were just happy to get the win. I think that's got to be our every weekend that's got to be our our goal we can't be thinking about the tournament or the pairwise or any of that it's got to be let's win the weekend let's take care of the weekend because it's it's too daunting of a task for us to try to think too far ahead and i think the coaches are doing a great job about keeping us present um and again you know i'm here you know i don't really i just want the team to do well you know I, i want to continue to have great relationships with my teammates and at the end of the year be able to say I have a lot of close friends, a lot of close teammates, um, because, I mean, you talk to everyone when they're, you know, if, if you're done playing hockey, you, you, you hear people that say, you know, whenever, whenever they're done, they, they always say, you know, I'm gonna miss the guys. Right. That's what everybody says. Sure, you miss playing the game, but what you really, really miss is being on a team. And I'm really happy to be here on this team because it's a really close group. And, you know, top to bottom, it's, it's great just being able to get along with everybody.
0: All right, two-parter to end things for you. Joey's grandpa used yep. to follow everything I did. Yeah. He knew everything that oh, happened yeah. to Joey down
3: here before yeah. Joey did. Yeah,
0: uh, You got any of those in Andover that are keeping an eye on you?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my uh, my parents are both, you know, very supportive. And, uh, you know, I have two older brothers, Ben and Daniel, that are both you know, keeping an eye on me and what's going on. Uh, I have an uncle my uncle Dave, uh, who's very, very supportive and keeps a close eye on everything. Um, so yeah, I mean I have a great supporting cast. Um, I have a lot of friends from high school that that always check in on me and um, no I'm, I'm very I'm very fortunate in that regard. I have a lot of people that are, are looking out for my best interests and um, you know it's it's exciting it's an exciting time and and regardless of what happens throughout the year, I think, the whole team's just just looking to continue to bond and get closer and and just try to make this season a special one all right
0: last one for you that andover goalie train is there any more coming yeah. up in the pike we got some know, more
3: coming know, out I there I don't know. i don't know i hope so <laughs> i mean there's they, they're doing something right i mean you should the the way that you know stop at goaltending has grown over the past couple of years i mean it's like they're raising like a goalie army over there right. like they have it that you you the training center there has everything that you need weights you know, yoga, vision training, all this stuff. And, like, no, I mean, goal, you know, now more than ever, goalie coaching is more readily available for people more than ever. Like, if you talk to Evan, I mean, this is one thing that I thought was amazing about him because Evan's really good. Right. And he didn't have a real goalie coach until he was in juniors. Wow. And that, to me, is is really impressive. Um, and uh, so, but now I feel like goalie coaching is more readily available, and hopefully there's some more Andover kids Just east coast kids in general that give this program a look because this is a this is a special place to play it's it's different you know the quality of life outside the rink is different than anywhere else in college and it's an honest program you know what i mean like there's it's 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 real it's still relatively new and it's honest like coach coach will tell you how it is and how he feels and whether you agree with that or not it's amazing at least knowing where you stand right you know and so no, I'm I love it here. I'm I'm really happy with how the year's been going and um, I can't wait to see what happens next. Alright, lied to you. you. Gotta
0: ask the last question. We yep. follow you on social media. Yeah. Where does the prodzilla come from? Ah, so uh, <laughs> Yeah,
3: so I had um when I was in prep school, um, there there's a kid that I went to school with who was one of the captains with me on a hockey team and he was like I was making like a Twitter one day and I was like geez like I don't know what my thing should be and he was like thinking we were literally sitting in his car and we were just thinking about it and he was like oh like what about like Prodzilla like it's like Godzilla but it's like Prodzilla and it's like funny because like I'm not a super intimidating guy I'm you know I'm 6'3 I'm pretty skinny you know (laughs) it's pretty goofy but it's kind of just taken off and it's a joke and um that's, that's it. That's Prodzilla ever since then. I remember my first mask in college. I was like, you know, should I get it on my helmet? People might think it's kind of weird. And I was like, definitely have to get it. <laughs>
0: so uh,
2: all, yeah. all right, Prodzilla.
3: Well,
0: yeah. keep up the good work. Congratulations on a great weekend. And, and let's keep this thing rolling and see another national tournament yeah. here. Yeah,
3: sounds like a plan. Thanks for your time. Thank you.
0: Welcome back in, hockey fans in the desert southwest, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein with me. I still got him with me, folks, out in Long Island. Uh, You know, this time difference, it's not quite as bad now. It's only two hours for us. Right. uh, It's
1: also earlier in the day than we normally do this, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I I did that on purpose to help you a little bit. (laughs) Uh,
1: Listen, I told you. This gets me riled up no matter what time. We could do this at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it wouldn't right. matter. So I know you didn't have a chance to hear Max Project. You will with everybody else
0: when this comes out. But it's holding what out a, on me, folks. What a, what a great interview. Uh, now, it's technology, Paul. That's the whole deal. <laughs> I can't figure out how to use it. That's the problem. Yeah, that
1: makes two of us. Uh,
0: <laughs> but anyway, it was fun to, to visit with Max. You know, anybody, I told Max when he came on, I said, you know, I've been wanting to interview you for a while, but I wanted to wait for the right time. And I think this is the right time. Eighteen, I believe it was eighteen saves in the third period. Yeah, uh, so that was a good one. Yeah, you know, he got the pitchfork, which made him feel pretty darn good. Be a a, a part of that, a difference maker. I called him. Right. Um, well, he
1: was this weekend. He was,
0: and as as you heard him say, you know, he's uh, he grew up with Joey DeCord. A lot of people know that he's from Andover, but didn't realize how tight that was. He also spends the summer training with Joey and Joey's dad at Stop It. I think is the name of the uh, goaltending academy. And he was talking about just how far they've come in goaltending. He said, they've got, they got everything from vision training to, (laughs) he said, you name it, it's done at that goalie camp. I I would be fascinated to be able to go out there sometime and visit with Joey's dad and, and just see how that's maybe a summer project for me, but.
1: There you go. um, Well, I, I remember back in the olden days, um, When they first kind of started doing some of that stuff, I remember reading an article uh, about Billy Smith, the Hall of Fame goalie for the Islanders, where they were using a training method, uh, reading letters flashing across the screen and trying to pick out, uh, you know, trying to get each letter right as it flew past you. Um, That's pretty close to what they were doing. So, I mean, that was when they first really started training the goalies uh, in that sort of unique fashion. Um, so, you know, it's come a long way in a, in a relatively short period of time.
0: You know, and also, and, and this is something that you won't hear on the interview, but when, when we were done, Max came over to me and said, how did I do? And I said, you were awesome, man. I said, we could have talked for a half hour. And he said, yeah, I just want to make sure that I didn't say anything that might be construed as, <laughs> as wanting to wanting to take over the spot, he said, "I know my position." He said, "Coach Powers didn't promise me anything when I came here. He he gave me an opportunity c- to compete." And he said, "In all fairness, Evan just came out uh, on fire and earned it." We talked about, as you heard, that uh, the trip to to China and how right. Max got a lot of playing time. Him and Justin Robbins both there. bad i guess for the fact that evan didn't get to make the trip more right. because it was a, a cultural bonding thing that he thought he was missing out on in right. addition to the hockey but let me tell you for the kid to get done with the interview and come over and go like i didn't say anything that would be and i'm going no you were perfect man and, and he said you know that was really important to him that it that it didn't disrupt anything i said no way i said you were totally uh, diplomatic and He's a competitor, right? He wants yeah, but who, who the wants
1: – if, if a guy says to me, no, nah, it's okay, I don't want to play, what? Why are yeah. you on my team then? Exactly. You might not be the best player on my team. You, you might be the guy at the bottom because somebody has to be the best player. Somebody has to be the worst player on the team. But if you don't want to play, why are you playing in the first place?
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, I think uh, he was just uh, an ultimate professional, if I can call him that
1: um no don't call him
0: professional (laughs) don't do that don't do that he was somebody would have to edit this he was the ultimate student today when he uh when he met with me but um a lot of fun to talk about the success they're having as we look right now my magic number is uh, 11 yeah we're going there it's 11 12 games remaining uh, we both know that it's going to come down to
1: two huge weekends. First of all, you have to take no, care of business no, every weekend. That's exactly right. You got to you got to beat RIT twice this weekend before you yes, can talk do. about going to Clarkson and and then you know eventually going to Wisconsin. You have to take care of business now. Okay, that's
0: that's what the players and the coaches have to do. Right. But you but you and I can talk about the big
1: picture. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, listen. I think like a coach. I <laughs> get it for a long time. <laughs> and I'm not gonna do it any other way. Because... Okay, for the
0: for the entertainment value of a podcast, we need okay. to discuss this thing. So well I'm not gonna jump out on the uh on the spitting chiclets uh <laughs> podcast part of it. I'm not gonna go that overboard, but I am gonna say that the uh the guys in the room know what's at stake and they are trying sure. to do this one period at a time, one game at a time. And I commend them. One shift them at a
1: time. One shift yeah. at a time. The magic yeah. number is one. Right, right. there, there we go, go, guys. That's <laughs> telling him don't don't let him <laughs> win. Magic so numbers. anyway,
0: we we will continue to to track it. Uh you know, like I told people, as I set up a magic number based on what I saw as a schedule and what I felt using my experience of almost fifty years of hockey experience to uh to determine. But that doesn't mean that if they don't reach the magic number that they're out. And it doesn't nope. mean if they reach the magic number that they're in. It's just a guide to, to go by. And I think as you see things playing out, we both watch the polls the and the pairwise. And I'm going to get into this again. Uh, I cared about all three at the beginning of the year, all three, two polls and a pairwise. And I was told <sighs> the, the polls mean nothing. Just go on the pairwise. So that's all you're gonna get from me from this point out is the pairwise number. So the pairwise Over is 14. You gotta keep plugging along. Sure. Um, you gotta keep doing what you're doing. And uh, you know what? Starts this weekend with RIT. Yeah. We'll see, they're back in the friendly confines of of Oceanside. They're loose. Today's practice was extremely loose, yet competitive. Um, mm-hmm. for those that, that didn't hear yet, it was uh USA against Canada-Latvia. Okay. And uh, Canada-Latvia shut out the USA to the point where we had to hear the uh, Canadian national anthem blaring through the <laughs> the rink at Oceanside. It, here's the hilarious part of it, and I'll have some pictures up on Twitter tonight, so if you go to my Twitter account, some of the players took out uh, hockey tape and put their favorite players. There was a Pronger I saw out there. There was Mike Ruzioni out there. There was a
1: Lindros out there what there was <laughs> yeah. What? No. no i don't want to know who that is i
2: don't, I
1: don't want to know who that is
0: so you guys know. can take a look at my pictures and decide who who is who but that was they looked like they had a lot of fun they were hooting and hollering they uh they kept it short and sweet but highly intense the entire time that they were out there so I think we're in for a good weekend, Paul. I really do. I think this is going to be one of those weekends that you've maybe been waiting for for a little while. I think they're going to come out and and be gangbusters from start to finish. And, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from RIT because I know that they're a very competitive squad as well. But don't be surprised
1: if the Sun Devils really do what we expect Sun Devils to do on their home ice. Well, let's also not forget that uh, these two teams played... And, you know, I kind of expected a little bit of a different series, Um, not Harvard, um, or Michigan Tech, and it didn't quite turn out that way. But these two teams played two very intense games last year as well. Um, And and let's see what happens this weekend, uh, whether that intensity remains or that there's just too much on the line, especially for ASU. Uh, because obviously r i t gets a shot at the conference tournament uh, to 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 see what happens because uh, I don't know if the coach would be happy with me bringing this up, but uh, the two coaches did have a little conference after the second game was over last year, so uh, did I put that politely enough yeah, very nice well done yeah, yeah. so um.
0: Okay, so I want to I want to close things up unless you got something more to say. What well, which is, I shouldn't even open my mouth on that, folks, because I know he's got more to say. But I want to close up the podcast on uh, something I thought was really the epitome of Coach Greg Powers and and ASU and uh, the endowment scholarship that uh, Greg and Jessica started for. See? Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you finish. No, under, under the name of Mark Paris, who, if you don't know Mark Paris, um, he, the ultimate sun devil is all I can say. He loved hockey. He loved ASU. He loved everything. He died unexpectedly about a year ago. Um, sleep apnea was the cause of death. 44 years old, went to sleep one night, didn't wake up. Um, very close friends with the powers, both, uh, Jessica and Greg. And, uh, there was something they wanted to do, Coach told me today, as you probably heard in the five-minute Powers play. We chatted about it. Um, I joked with him a little bit on it, though. I said, you were the, you guys were the actual first P2 in the Arizona. It wasn't Patrick Peterson. It was Powers and Paris because they bonded initially when Coach came to ASU, and uh, they, they were driving force and turning around the Arizona State. Uh, ACHA program and they were driving forces and getting an NCAA program and moving forward and more importantly as coach as you heard him say he doesn't get very many times where he can jump out and talk about his pride and he said more than one in the national tournament beating the U of A and dominating the U of A was more important to him so congratulations to the powers for starting the uh, scholarship uh they are going to look at uh somebody that represents everything that Mark Paris would have liked in an individual. So kudos to them. I mean, the, the program just keeps continuing to, uh, to build a footing. And uh, hopefully that means uh, we're going to lead into another tournament appearance. And then after that, we're going to get an announcement of a building. And then we're going to get a conference. And then pretty
1: soon, we're going to be a powerhouse in the desert southwest. Well, see, now you went and assumed that I was going to go crazy and rant and rave about something. When the endowment thing is exactly what I wanted to w- was going to bring up, yeah. so See, um, I don't know if that's great minds, for,
0: great minds, folks. Yeah, I don't
1: I, I don't know if I would be too proud about thinking the same way I do there, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that uh, interview hit that part of the interview hit home a little bit more uh, than you could imagine. Um, first of all, uh, as an alum, I can you can never ever ever beat that other team. 100 miles to the south, enough. If you... You cannot beat them in anything, enough. Okay? Um, and secondly, um, uh, you know, I been, have... When I went for a sleep study many, many years ago, the tech said, that's one of the worst cases of sleep apnea we've ever had. And I've been using a machine for at least a decade. So... Yeah, that's... Um, that hit home a little more than I expected. I did not know uh, the story behind uh, Mr. Paris. Um, And, uh, you know, when, when, when coach was, when coach was talking about it in the five minute powers play, uh, it hit home even more. So um, I wanted to make sure, and I knew you would mention it, but I wanted to make sure uh, because we hadn't talked about it to this point uh, in the program today. And I wanted to, you know, it was one of the little notes that I wrote down. I wanted to make sure that we got that in and I knew you would, but yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm glad you were there for me um, because you, you always got to back me up because you never know. All right. So final thing is to to thank our sponsors, um, our guys at sprint. I, I mean, this is our newest corporate partner. What a great job they've done in getting us mobile connected. Can't say enough good things about the sprint, particularly the one here in paradise Valley, Arizona. So if you want to get out there, uh, $50 is coming your way for signing up on a new plan with them. Get out there, check out our Twitter, check out our webpage. I uh, also want to mention the fact that College Bar and Grill is back. They are at Mill Avenue, and I understand Monday night was their first Monday night with wings, and they broke. In their words, they shattered the wing record for number of wings okay. consumed on Mill Avenue. So. New facility, um, same same great people, same great food, um, but on Mill Avenue, which is going to keep them busy a lot more than they were at college, even though they're not quite as close to the coach's office as they used to be.
1: The it goes. Anyway,
0: so welcome back, College Bar. I um, also want to thank our friends at uh, the Ice Bend, Scottsdale and Chandler, and of course our friends at Oceanside for always being there in luxurious studio number three that I get to go to every Tuesday. Sure. Looking forward to tomorrow night's ACHA final home game already. Can you believe that, Paul? The final ACHA home wow. game for ASU. It's not
1: even tomorrow February night. yet. It's not even February yet. Yeah,
0: that's the way their schedule tipped. So they have games left, but the uh, their final home. home game is tomorrow night. Uh, one senior, I understand, Austin Palumbo, is the only senior. Zach Kowalczyk is also a senior, but he's got a year of eligibility left, which I don't know how they pulled that off, but it sounds like Zach Kowalczyk's coming back. Next year, which would be fantastic for him. He's our captain this year, um, and then I want to shout out our friends at OxyPow, also our friends at uh, M Drive, who have been just fantastic with us. A new M Drive coming up as well. It's going to feature Austin Palumbo, by the way. So it should have been out on Tuesday, but with everything going on with uh, my health issues and everything, we uh, we delayed a little bit. But our friends at M Drive are always there for us. Am I missing anybody else? Or guys uh, behind, behind the, mask the mask are always there for us. Uh, we got to shout them out as well. And we always have room. Roger Klein is coming on board soon. I would assume that uh, hopefully we can get something done, get Roger up before uh, February. So that's what we're looking forward to. I know Paul's looking forward to a little bit of tequila to see if that uh, really? uh, is, re- is really as good as, it, as, it, as it's branded out to be. But when you're at the uh, Sun Devil Home Games, you can get Roger Klein's Used to be Mexican moonshine, rebranded. So welcome aboard a little bit in advance to Roger Klein and uh, and his uh, wonderful tequila. Yeah, I I can't keep track. (laughs)
1: We're working on it. Both. I think you got them all. Keep
0: keep bringing them on. If I missed you, just uh, send me a text message. Yell at me do whatever you need to do. Just be nice to me. Don't hurt me. Uh, All right. So let's wrap up another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly and. Tell you that you should tune in next week because we're going to recap the uh, the RIT series and we'll have another great guest on the Pitchfork Profile and hopefully another visit with Coach Powers. His schedule is crazy, but um, whenever we can grab him, we love having him on. I think this might have been the best five minute power. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it
1: was. I I really did. I thought I told you that earlier before we even started. I thought this was the best uh, the best the best shot yet.
0: And if you can't get enough hockey. Tune in on Sunday and, and get the "Relive the Miracle 2020" the "Do You Believe in Miracles" podcast. Paul and I will be there, talking about four more of the 1980 gold medal hockey team, which are celebrating 40 years in Vegas. Um, February 22nd, I believe that's somebody's birthday as well. Oh, I know. That's know Project
1: about. Max Project's
0: birthday. There you go. There <laughs> and you also go. Paul Hornstein, my no idea what you're talking so. about. I don't have birthdays anymore.
3: <laughs>
1: All
0: right, so that's it for tonight. Uh, till next week, Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona, saying so long.
1: Good night.